Join your friends from Odyssey on the greatest journey ever taken. Follow me! Through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with the new full-color Adventures in Odyssey Bible. You'll read about exciting battles. The time of our oppression by these barbarians has ended. A talking donkey. Haven't you ridden me all your life? And even a dragon. You'll be studying alongside your friends from Odyssey. It's the Adventures in Odyssey Bible from Focus on the Family. Learn more at AIOBible.ca. He was just a baby looking at me, and he said, Mom, where's Dad? And I said, Dad's in the other room. He's okay. But the tragedy of the whole thing is what I realized is I had two people that I love were broken in that moment. Tragedy is something we all face, and the impact can last for years, for a lifetime. But because of God's unconditional grace, pain doesn't have to be the end of your story. Welcome to Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Our guests are Brett and Jody Bainter, and they have a powerful story of how God took a terrible accident and made a redemption story happen. I'm John Fuller, and welcome to our broadcast. You know, John, since I was a boy, you know, growing up in a broken home like I did, being an orphan at an early age, I think realizing this world is imperfect has been part of my understanding from the beginning. And it's tough. Bad things happen in this world. And I'm sure you've asked yourself that very question. If God is so good, why are bad things happening to me? Or why are bad things happening to good people? Uh, Folks, that's not the equation. And one of the things I can attest to is that difficulties make you stronger. Mm. And I don't know the equation as to why God uh, plans it this way or programs it that way. But I'll tell you what, character is built in the valley, not on the mountaintop. And I am excited today to hear an incredible story about parents like you and me that went through a horrific situation, and they are here to help us better understand uh, the book of Romans, if I could be that bold, where it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Uh, That is hope, and the Bainters have an incredible story. They really do, and it's captured in a book Jody has written called Make It Morning, and we'll hear a little bit about that title as we go, I'm sure. Uh, We are glad they're with us and that you've joined along, because I think God will speak to you through this dear couple. Jody and Brett have been married for over 20 years. They live in Orlando, Florida, and have a 19-year-old son, Jake. Brett and Jody, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, First of all, I just want to say I appreciate the courage to be able to talk about these things. There would be thousands, if not millions of other people that may hear this and they're living in a, maybe not the exact same spot, but a similar spot, or they're about to go into something. And this will be the exact word that the Lord wants them to hear before they strike tragedy of some sort. So I I just want to express that appreciation to you because it's not easy reliving perhaps the most difficult moment of your life and I get that. Um, before your son's accident, I think it was in 2004, you had a pretty normal life. Um, neither of you were strong in your faith. This is what I'm getting out of the book. Uh, but I want to ask you about that. Uh, describe that time. Jake is in a Christian school. What was that like? What was your mindset? Why did you put him in a Christian school when your faith wasn't apparent? Well, I think um, it's interesting because the school was close by, Mm -hmm. so that was probably the first thing, which looking back, I'm sure that was planned. 
but the school was down the street, and um, some of our friends' children had gone there. And, and it, it was a good experience. And it was a good experience. Were you? The, let me ask if you were the parent that said, you know, although we're not engaged that way, it'd be good for our kids to go to a, a school where they get positive values and a good influence. Completely. Yeah. I don't think I really understood what it meant. Mm-hmm. It just sounded good. And, you know, we all want that for our kids. And uh, we walked on when we put them in preschool. And the first meeting, you know, we sat down and they prayed for us. And we left and went, oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll see me, what that means. You know, let me ask you this, because sometimes in this culture today, being a Christian, uh, we're a bit intimidated at times. We don't want to pray for somebody that may not know the Lord. It's unfortunate because it brings such a blessing to so many people. You may hit that occasional person that's going, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? But it's worth the risk, isn't it? It's worth the risk. In your case, it really helped set up what was about to unfold, right? It did. It did. And we don't, I don't think we really knew it. I think that's the beauty of God. Um, we didn't really know that we were there intentionally. And I think this happens to a lot of families. But what right. we've learned through the journey is um, th- if there's anything, I'm aware in all moments now. I know that God's hand is on something, right. and I think I'm here for a reason yeah. today in this moment. That is so good. And your son Jake came home singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, I'm sure, and then wanting to pray, perhaps. I, yes. I think I read that yes. in there as well. You, you didn't respond with hostility. Um, it, it actually warmed your heart. Well, what was happening in you that made you positively respond to that? I think probably everything that Jake was bringing home and sharing with us was good. Isn't that There was great? nothing about it that was not good. Mm. And so, you know, the Ten Commandments were on the wall when you walk into the school, and right. I would read those, and I would say to Brett, it all makes sense to me. And yeah. so when Jake wanted to pray, or we, you know, we started reading Bible stories, and they were a little confusing at first, right? Because if you start oh, right. reading a Bible story to a child— you know, at first, it didn't make sense to me, but the more that Jake and I talked about it, it all started to sort of come to life for us. Well, let's get to the, the core of the story and begin to unfold the answer to that question I asked about, if God is good, then why do bad things happen to good people? Um, it was Good Friday, ironically, in 2004. Um, Brett, maybe you can describe what was taking place that day. Uh, yes, um, it was a day that certainly changed our lives um, forever, really. So um, an afternoon to do chores around the house, um, I was mowing the yard with a riding lawnmower. Right. And we we had a, a babysitter. She was there uh, and responsible for Jake. Yeah. And, and how old um, was he at the time? He was three mm-hmm. in April, turned four in May. Uh, the accent was April. Um, but it was just a normal day. And um, I did my normal thing, but uh, Jake was riding his bike in the driveway. And on the side of our house um, is kind of a cul-de-sac to the air conditioning unit, which I had to turn around. What I didn't know is when I went down to the side of the house mowing, he had gotten off his bike that he was riding in the driveway. And our babysitter at the time got out of her chair to um, follow him, and he had turned the corner. Well, he was following me, um, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't hear him, and I didn't see him. And when I backed up the riding lawnmower, he was behind me. At that point, our lives changed. Well, Uh, And I'm sure that moment, 
you're trying to even in that split second it's not fitting together for your mind you're thinking he's in the driveway why is he here that split second of confusion correct very confused like what's happening the lawnmower uh, i lifted the lawnmower off of him yeah uh scooped him up uh screamed loud enough to attract not only our uh, neighbors to this but the whole neighborhood came to our rescue screaming Mm. to call 911 it had to be gut-wrenching it was. And I don't, you know, the graphic nature of that, it really um, destroyed the lower part of his body. Just in the lightest of sense, what did that? The uh, backing up over him uh, amputated um, four toes on his right foot and uh, ultimately blew out his kneecap. Uh, it was gone and really um, damaged his femur his lower femur into his knee. Jody, you get a phone call. You're not at the house at the time. It's mom's worst nightmare. It is mom's worst. It's something you would never think would happen in your lifetime. I was at work and uh, my secretary came down and said, Brett's on the phone and I there's been an accident. And so when I picked up the phone, I could just hear Brett crying and he said, honey, I've done something terrible. I've hurt Jake, and he was just sobbing, and I said, what happened? And he said, I I hit him with a riding lawnmower. And so, um, you know, I said, is he alive? And he said, yes, but he's hurt tragically. And I could hear the ambulance. I could hear all the sirens in the background. Yes. And, um, you know, your mind can't process something like that. It's so... I mean, we're just like you. We're just a normal family. (laughs) You know, we're just normal. And this moment happens and you can't quite reconcile what's happening. So we hung up the phone. He said, you need to come quickly. Yeah. To the hospital. To the hospital. And Brett and Jake, um, Brett obviously had his own traumatic experience. So they were both transported by ambulance. When you show up at the hospital, I mean, I can't imagine for both of you. Everything that's flying through your heart, through your head, the practical aspects of it, but all that. But Jake, your little three-year-old, almost four, what is he saying? How is he processing this? What are his fears at the moment? Well, I'll say this. When I arrived at the hospital, I was greeted by um, the chaplain and the and the nurse and the surgical team, and they took us down the hall, oh and they were taking me to Jake, but as I was walking down the hall... I could hear this crying, this cry that I'd never heard before. Mm -hmm. And um, when the triage doors opened, what I realized is the first person I saw was Brett. And he was on a gurney, and he was still covered in grass and dirt and mud from the accident. And he was crying, asking me for forgiveness and saying, you need to pray for us. We need forgiveness. So then I went in to see Jake, and Jake was just... Um, he's just a baby. He didn't yeah. know what was happening. Yeah. He but was looking just, at you, I'm sure. He was just a baby looking at me. And he said, Mom, where's Dad? And I said, Dad's in the other room. He's okay. But the tragedy of the whole thing is what I realized is I had two people that I love were broken mm. in that moment. Mm. I mean, it's so hard to think about. Brett, you must have been. And I know every father is going, Whoa. It's our worst nightmare to have something like that happen. It can happen in a variety of ways, but it's that 
accident around the house where you didn't see the child. It's not your fault. But that doesn't feel like it's not your fault. That's right. No, that I I carried a lot of guilt. In fact, I sit before you today and I still have guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no question. Uh, but there was something that happened to me at that time that shut my body down. And I'll defer to her to kind of answer that. Well, just that your emotions. Of, um, I mean, you were in a bad place. Very bad place because um, I hurt the one and only child we had, and I didn't know exactly how bad he was hurt, but I saw it because I had him in my arms before the paramedics oh, yeah. saw. That has to be traumatic. That, I don't want to lose that moment, Brett, because, again, you're speaking to a lot of parents, both moms and dads. I mean, those early days after the hospital, just for description sake, what was going through your head? Well, as I, from what I remember, the, the, the lot of dark days that were after that, but it was why me, why Jake, and ultimately, why did God allow this to happen? So you did ask that big question. I asked the question, and not only did I ask the question, I was mad at God because I thought if there was a God, why would this happen? Yeah. And it was a it um it created a little bit of angst because i was surrounded or became surrounded by people and they told me it was an accident and um it wasn't my fault yeah. but i felt that it was and if there was a god why did god allow this to happen to our family yeah and i want to get back to that but but jody like you said you got you two guys are now in this despair and as a mom, I can only imagine you're trying to say, how can I be the right thing for them right now? Yeah. That had to be a bit of pressure, too. It was a Saying lot. the right thing. It was a lot of pressure. Um, the comfort that you had to deliver. Well, and I feel like um, what's so interesting about this whole thing and, and how God works is I sort of ran to God. And Brett was turning away because I thought there's no, how do you do this? There's no other way for me to figure out how to support Brett in this deep, dark place he was and this little guy in the other room that's going to face 30 days in the hospital. I mean, we were making I was making decisions by myself about the next surgery because Brett just Brett just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And so, you know, I mean, I write about it in the book this whole journey of my faith started to come together because in the first 24 hours at the hospital, a pastor showed up with a friend of ours and they took us in a room and he said, I don't have anything to say to you. I don't have any advice. Hmm. The only thing we can do right now is get on our knees and pray. That's a wise person. And I had never done that before. Hmm. It was the first time in my whole life I'd been on my knees to pray. And um, honestly... If that all had not happened that way and God had not stepped in, we wouldn't be married today. I don't know where we would be, to be honest. No, it's very honest, and I appreciate that. I'm just, man, I feel the weight of that for both Mm -hmm. of you in different ways. And I can't imagine you having to kind of be all things to everybody around you, the doctors and your husband and your son and 
That's a big weight to carry. And the first time you've ever prayed has to be this way. It's not just joyful. Thank you, Lord, that I'm now a part of your kingdom and you gave your life for me. It's petitioning that your son will live. Yeah, I was asking him for something. Yes. I was like, not only am I coming to you, but I'm going to need a couple things. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Did you know that when you buy resources from Focus on the Family Canada, your purchase helps strengthen marriages, equip parents, defend biblical principles, and more? Plus, we carefully select every item, which means you will only encounter quality, biblically sound resources that are safe for the whole family. Help give back to Canadian families by shopping at Focus on the Family Canada. Find biblically-based resources for your family at shop.focusonthefamily.ca. That's shop.focusonthefamily.ca. Financial Moments with Tom Copeland. In 1 Timothy 6, 6-8, Paul said, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Ecclesiastes 5.15 says, Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. Whatever you have on this earth, you will lose when you die. And whatever you give in Christ's name with a godly motive will ultimately come back to you in heaven a hundredfold, Matthew 19, 29. Yes, it's true you cannot take it with you, but by managing money God's way and giving generously to God's work, in a sense you can send it on ahead. How? By investing the money that God has entrusted to you in such a way that it will result in eternal benefits for you and the people who are blessed by your giving. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. We'll continue now with the balance of our programming. Brett, I do want to ask you, though, you're working on this anger toward God. Did anybody ever say to you, God's big enough to take that? He knows it. Give it to him. They did. I had a lot of support. I had people um, come to me that I didn't even know and met my family for the first time. And there was one individual that would come to my house every day every day he was on his that was his um mission and um did that ever irritate you it did not so you really welcomed it it was refreshing and i formed a relationship with this individual and i was very candid with him and honest because i was still mad yes um how well did you know him before this never met him oh my goodness Never met him. My goodness, that is wonderful. What a great friend to have. And he showed up every day. And where he lived from where it was a project to get to our home. So It wasn't even just a next-door neighbor. No, no. God bless him. Yes. Wow, and that helped you. I mean, that's so uh, right in Scripture, the, the meaningfulness of good friendships in this kind of moment. Well, and he wanted you to know that God did not leave you. And he... He would say to me, he would stand on the front porch and cry. He said, because God has not left Brett. He just doesn't know it yet. And he would come every day. And sometimes I would come down and the two of them would just be sitting on the back in the lake room, just sitting there quietly. And I thought, this is God's work if I've ever seen it. Yeah, Jody, that is so beautifully put. We're talking today with uh, Brett and Jody Bainter. Uh, Jody's written this wonderful memoir, really. Uh, make it morning, and we're going to get to the title 
uh, in the next few minutes. But um, what an amazing story that you have put here. And I'm turning to you, the listener. You might be going through something. Um, this is your opportunity to find that friend. Focus on the family. We can help. We have caring Christian counselors. Mm-hmm. Uh, call us. Get a hold of us. Let us point you in a healthy direction. It's not going to be easy. It'll be tough. And I'm not sure what you're dealing with, but talking to somebody is the first step. Like you, Brett. I mean, having that gentleman come over and being able to cry with them, to share with them the feelings of guilt, of despair. I mean, it's the beginning of the rebuilding. It was. And um, I am forever grateful of his time spending with me because he he came when I was at the lowest low and he did what he could do to to bring me back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jody, uh, calling it Make It Morning, describe where that came from and why you, you titled the book that. After that initial accident, Jake went on to, uh, we were in the hospital 30 days, uh, he went on to have 15 surgeries over the course of five years. Trying to years. save the leg. We were trying to save his leg. Yeah, and um, it wasn't responding well. That's right. And they, you know, we we didn't want to face amputation, so that's the path we chose in the early days of his accident. And so um, you can imagine a little boy going through lots of surgeries in hospitals and in pain. That was four years. Over four years. Yeah. Wow. And so there was a point um, a couple years in where Jake was tired, and he was tired of feeling hurt, and he was tired of surgeries. And um, we would get up in the night. That's when the pain would get worse. And I put, in the actually, middle of the night. In the middle of the night. And we actually had, in that time period, we put a, remember, we put a mattress in the floor in his bedroom, so I would just sleep with him. Mm. And that was what we did because he needed comfort, yeah. and moms can do that. Right. And so um, he would wake up in the night, and there was a point where – I'd done everything I could do. We tried tapping because the bone pain was painful. Yes. So we did tapping and heating. And and I said, Jake, I don't know what else to do. I felt like I'd done everything a mom could do. And he said, can you make it morning? And the reason, it's so interesting because in the morning, I would open the blinds and the sun would shine in. And he would just feel that glory. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but when I decided to name it Make It Morning, I'm like, of course, because right. God renews us all in the morning. Right. I mean, that's the he beauty. He was tapping into that renewal. He was tapping into it. Yeah. And so um, it really stuck with me that night because I thought, well, geez, I can't make it morning, but I know somebody who can. Yeah. Every <laughs> day. Every day. Yeah. Make it new. Yeah. And uh, I mean, again, that is so touching. Give us the update on Jake and how is he doing and how old is he and what's life like today? Yeah, Jake's 19 and uh, preparing <laughs> for college. Wow. So that's exciting. He is a um, he's a high-functioning amputee now. We right. actually went through with the amputation when he was eight. Mm-hmm. It was an elective decision. How did he react to that? Was that, I mean, obviously you're talking to him, eight years old. Are you saying, okay, Jake, here are the options. We're here for you. What do you think? What do you want to try? Yeah, we. It took us about uh, about a year before his amputation. We. I felt like we were at a crossroad. Uh, he wasn't getting better. All the tests were telling us he was never. You know, right. one leg was longer than the other. His foot wasn't growing. There were a lot of issues. Oh my goodness. And yeah. a lot of pain. Yeah. He had juvenile arthritis at seven, right. and so I started to introduce the idea to Brett. You know, would we ever consider this? By then, we were f- much further along in our faith. Yes. And so, you know, we. I really believe we surrendered it, and we said, all right. 
God, this is up to you, and I'll tell you a quick story. We ended up, we sort of said we have to understand what it would be like to live as an amputee. And so we introduced Jake to some amputees, and we started to learn ourselves. I oh, mean, good. we had the privilege of planning a little bit. Yeah. And so I share that because yeah. when you say, how did we prepare him? Yeah. God did all the heavy lifting. I think you did it well, though. I really do. I think you guys, you managed that well for him. Yeah. And I wouldn't take any of that away from you as well. Brett, I'm stuck as a dad. You can probably hear it in my voice. How are you doing? I am doing much better. Um, I would almost use the word great, um, but I still carry a burden. But we've worked through that burden, and our son is a very high-functioning yeah. Uh, amputee and when he succeeds i succeed That's and beautiful. when he heals i heal so when you get right down to it this is probably the question for people listening that have gone through tough stuff what are you going to say that person listening who is at the bottom they're still curled up in a ball brett what word would you give them to say look up fight it out with god and keep moving. I mean, yes. What would you say? I lived a time that I lived day by day, and I lived one day at a time, and that's all I could handle. And eventually that turned into two days and three days and four days. And ultimately, time heals. And it's something that is hard to swallow and how hard to listen and hard to accept. But at the end of the day, when you make it through one more day, the next day will be better. That's it. Mom, how about your heart? <laughs> well, I want to say this, that I look at Brett and Jake in awe because um, for a father and a son to go through that, the thing that I always, in my heart, I just wanted Brett to be able to be the dad he was supposed to be. And I didn't want that accident to foil that because we have this responsibility to raise this kid. Yeah. And so I feel like in the fire, we got shaped and yeah. we're closer than we've ever been. You know, Jake loves the Lord like we do. We're not perfect. We continue to make a lot of mistakes. We're finding our way. Yeah. But we talk a lot and we pray a lot and, um, and better days do come. Yeah. They come. What a beautiful story. And Brett, I'm proud of you. Dad, you. I know it was dark. I know it was tough. But, man, you made up ground, and it wasn't your fault. And God took care of you. And Jody, my, 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 wife and mom of, of the century, mm. way to stand in the gap and deliver God's love to your family. Thank you. Well done. Hmm. Well, uh, what a story we've heard today. And um, the book that captures all of it in such great detail and with such heart is called Make It Morning. It's written by our guest, Jody Bainter, and we're so grateful that Brett and Jody could join us today and uh, hope that you'll be uh, getting in touch with us to get your copy of that. And just know that when you support the ministry of Focus on the Family, you're helping couples that might be dealing with tragedies like we've heard today, or maybe they're uh, dealing with wayward children or they're on the verge of divorce um, perhaps an expectant mom is considering abortion 
whatever the struggle is, um, you can offer real hope to real families through your donations to Focus on the Family Canada. So please, as you can, donate today. Our number 800, the letter A in the word family. Or support the work by visiting online at focusonthefamily.ca. And uh, Jim mentioned counselors, and let me just encourage you to reach out to us to schedule a free time of consultation with one of those counselors if you're struggling with a dark time in your life or uh, in your uh, family's circumstances. We would count it a privilege to serve you. And uh, once more, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back next time. Uh, We'll be hearing from Rob Parsons. He shares wisdom for the next generation and will once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.